Hey, Katie. Hello. Hello. Do you have any recollection of when I went to Birmingham in February? Oh, boy, do I. Yeah, no, I know. I, I, I thought you might think of it every day. I mean, I just, it just seemed like the sort of thing you would. You know, I was so close and yet so far away from you. Yeah, still never been to Birmingham, live in Nottingham. Yeah, it's it's, it's all right. really easy for me to go. Not it's all right. I it it's, I like I honestly like Nottingham better. Oh, drama! I went there as an overnight trip because I went to see Vic and Bob, and that was incredible. <gasps> but I know it's the best. And then I met them, <gasps> and that was the last time this year was good. <laughs> <laughs> but there's not as much to do in Birmingham as you might expect. You know, I was like, oh, it's one of the biggest cities in the UK. Like, obviously, I live in the biggest city in the UK. And so I guess anywhere, like compared to London, anywhere is probably kind of like, oh, this is pretty small, really. You know, it's like, (laughs) I think London is a big city in a way that I don't even understand. It's too big. It's like, it's, I mean, there's huge bits of London I've never been to. There's parts of it that I've never heard of. Like, it's humongous. In some of my spare time in Birmingham, which I ended up having a shitload, even though I was only there for a day, I ended up going to the art gallery and museum. And it was really cool because I saw mummies. I saw daddies. I saw pre-Raphaelites and my favorite thing I saw in the art gallery and museum was in the lobby. There were a bunch of flyers and there was one flyer that caught my eye because it was all in black and white. It was A5 size, just so you get a clear image of it. It was all in black and white. It was just on like, you know, basic paper. And it just said in very, very bold text, it just says, do you remember playing at the Adventure Playgrounds in Birmingham? (laughs) In a way that I can only describe as making it seem like they probably never existed. And they were trying to get a bunch of people together who shared a false memory. (laughs) And this is exactly the sort of shit that I go for. So I grabbed this flyer and then on the back, it was just a grainy picture. Like whoever designed this could have made it look cheerful and did not choose to. <laughs> so there was just a grainy picture on the back of a jungle gym. Oh, there's no need to call me Jim, Leslie. I'm sorry, Katie, a jungle James. Thank you. <laughs> and over top of it, in quite faint text, it just said, let us play. Oh no, that's yeah. creepy and bad. I know, I love it so much. Let us play in your adventure playground. Let, let us play. But only if you remember. Well, only if you remember. It, this has fascinated me ever since though, because there was a website that you could look at, but I don't have any interest in actually finding out what it is. You know, I'd rather wildly theorize. So what I propose this week, Katie, yes. is that we see if we can start to remember playing at the Adventure Playgrounds in Birmingham. It's a fun time with Katie and Leslie. 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 Fun, fun, time, time, fun, time, fun, time, fun, time, fun, time. Are you ready for a fun time with Katie and Leslie? Whoa! Another thing that was brought up for me is years ago, there was this website that I found somehow. And 
I never found out what it was for. It had to be for something, but I'd rather not know again. It was this website. It had like a police sketch of a really creepy looking man with like a monobrow. Mm-hmm. And it just said, have you seen this man? And then it wrote a whole thing about him appearing in various people's dreams. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it really fucking creeped me out. Like, genuinely. There's an episode of Voyager which just has, a, like, all the crew have nightmares. You know, it's just a, a, some aliens are sleeping in a cave on a nearby planet and are kind of projecting into dreams. Oh. It's genuinely creepy. It's got, like... Yeah, that sounds terrifying. Very kind of melted looking with a... His kind of nose is joined to his chin and he just makes people have nightmares and stares at them the whole time. Bad. Oh, that's, that's really creepy. <laughs> it's really bad. Yeah. It's horrible. And it's like, I mean, it's that sort of Freddy Krueger effect of just being like, don't get into my dreams. These are mine. Like, <laughs> yeah. This is for my undealt with trauma. Exactly. You? I, don't know, I don't know you. You don't want you to be a part of it. You know, you're not welcome in my trauma. And that is how I greet most new people. Yeah. <laughs> it took me ages to get through, you guys. You would not believe. You are now very welcome in my trauma, Katie. Yeah, I know. Finally. I know. It's a huge friendship step. Up, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. When I was in nursery, there was this thing on the telly about, I think it was a man who stole people's thumbs. I can't remember much of it. So it could be some guy stole people's thumbs. And the main scene I remember is just like him riding a bicycle and kind of silhouetted by the moon. I just remember viscerally being in nursery and like creeped the fuck out by this in a way that I haven't been before or since like it's oh really God. stuck with me and I cannot find it anywhere online oh, anywhere fuck. I don't even know if it was thumbs or if it was like eyelids or tongs or like <laughs> it was like or noses it was some it was like a body part which you wouldn't want removed was he just like the world's uncle <laughs> got your nose <laughs> <laughs> my boyfriend's uncle does that with like ears and when I first met him, I had spikes through the top of my ears and I was like, can't get me. Haha, <laughs> you'll get stabbed if you try. There's an amazing episode of Buffy. It's this episode where there are these men, they're called the gentlemen, and they're these like weird, like almost oh, Nosferatu. Yeah. yeah. And it's all silent because they take people's voices. And they, take they look people- freakishly like the silence from Doctor Who, don't they? They've got the same design. I know, that's the thing. I almost I almost called them, yeah, but it, it was well before the silence in Doctor oh, Who. Oh, yeah, obviously. Like years, yeah. And so I almost called them the silence just there also because they silence people. So I think, yeah, I think I think Stephen Moffat probably was like, maybe I'll take this. <laughs> Although I do, I do like the silence. I recently remembered they existed, which is not what they would like. <laughs> so the gentlemen, they would take everyone's voices. And so the whole episode is like a silent film. And then the reason they take people's voices is so that they can't scream when they steal their hearts. I don't know whether that thumb guy actually existed in the way that I... Because I don't really remember. I just remember the distinct, absolute feeling of dread. And I used to, like, imagine him following me home. Um, I was very young. But, like, it's still, like, the absolute model for, like... It's kind of like this creepy old, like gangly man which i'm aware isn't unique to a creepy thumb guy but it's still the model for like when i used to have sleep paralysis a lot they <gasps> looked like that yeah <laughs> like, 
it's just my model for like if there's like I'm walking into like a dark room or something that's just what my brain sees in the darkness oh no it's interesting how like gangly men are always the scariest thing because there's like that guy there's slender man there's I mean the things we just described the silence and the gentleman both fit that model as well like it's that it's such a like you know sort of trifecta of white guys in suits being terrifying yeah exactly like that's yeah that's why we're all terrified of John Mulaney (laughs) (laughs) but we should get John Mulaney on the podcast he seems like he's actually genuinely a delight yeah less attainable than Jason Manford but more attainable than um the cast of Seinfeld who aren't Seinfeld or Kramer that's true I think probably less attainable than Drew Carey but maybe Drew Carey has some connection to him (laughs) (laughs) and then he might have connection to the cast of Seinfeld who aren't Jerry Seinfeld or Michael Richards so speaking of going through doors and seeing creepy things um my brain has just been seeing nothing in the so I've moved to a new house and it's really nice for the same rent as I was playing on my little pokey flat we've got a two-bedroom house and a garden and it's like five minutes walk away. I don't know how my old previous landlords were justifying what they were charging us. But anyway, so I live in a two, like a two bedroom house now. And that means twice the number of doors and a flight of stairs, which means that I am near constantly going into a new room and forgetting what I went in that room for. And in the, the bonus of living in what is pretty much a one room flat is that that happens rarely because there's only one door. Whereas now I would just, because you know the thing like, oh, if, if you forget to, like why you're going into a room, you go back to where you were and then go, oh, I remember I want to go yeah. the safety pin or the gloves or something. I don't know. It's always either the safety pin or the gloves. It's so annoying. Yeah. I'm, I'm on the verge of having to carry around like a little notebook and be like, <laughs> you are going to the bedroom to get socks because your feet are cold. Because as soon as I go into the bedroom, I will forget that my feet are cold and then come back downstairs. And I'm like, oh, my feet are cold. It is such a weird thing. I get I get really obsessed with the idea of memory. I did talk about this in my last show. I get really obsessed with the idea of memory because it's so unreliable. And because you do you know the theory that every time you remember something, you're just remembering the last time you remembered it? Yeah, it's I hate so it. fucking depressing. I hate it so much. Like it's, it, yeah, I, I genuinely, it just makes me kind of go, okay, better not think about that thing that made me happy because I don't want yeah. it to fade away. Like it's the the most bleak shit. But it's yeah, it's it's a strange thing. I have like a very small one where um, there's there's this show. It's sort of it's sort of gotten some traction on the internet over the last couple of years because there's an exceptional meme that was made of it there was a there was a show that I was obsessed with when I was a kid called Beyond Belief Factor Fiction that had Jonathan Frakes Riker hosting it oh fuck yeah it's so good I loved it so much and there's all the compilations which I definitely one time when you came to visit me Katie I just made you watch that one over and over and over again because I was obsessed with it you gotta put a clip of it in the podcast I will yeah do you believe in the power of a have you had your hearing tested lately? Planning a trip soon? Can you remember the tallest man you've ever seen? Do you love to go a-wandering beneath a clear blue sky? Have you noticed what big stars real estate agents have become? Do you remember the tallest man you've ever seen? <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the adventure playgrounds in Birmingham? <laughs> right, how much is Jonathan Frakes on Cameo? Oh, fuck! If you donate to our Kofi, I think we've got like £2.50. We're going to get Jonathan Frakes to say the title of this episode. One sec. <laughs> he must be like $250 or something like that. Yeah, I'm sure he's a lot. £166? 
Oh, well, I mean, if we, if all of our listeners give us uh, <laughs> 10 pounds. <laughs> if all of our listeners give us 50 pounds each, then <laughs> all of our listeners give us 166 pounds. <laughs> Hi, Ben. <laughs> Holy shit, though. That is, that is one of our big goals. <laughs> Can I, that should, I hadn't even considered that Cameo could be an option for us. There's some weird shit on Cameo. Oh my god, professional wrestler Mick Foley is £62.25. <gasps> okay, so our goals for this podcast are as follow. Jason Manford. Yeah. Drew Carey. Yeah. Seinfeld reunion. Yeah. John Mulaney. Yeah. And get Jonathan Frakes to say, do you remember the Adventure Playgrounds in Birmingham? <laughs> Colin Mockery's £91.30. Oh, shit, and he knows Drew Carey! <laughs> Can we just get him to say the words, I'll introduce you to Drew Carey, and then it's a verbal contract? <laughs> oh, Santa Claus? That's a big get. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I wasn't reacting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we can all be a regular Joan of Arc now. How much is it? £49.80. Harry want boobs just for support. <laughs> oh my god. So we can get him to record a thing with gaps in? Yes. This has become very attainable all of a sudden. Comedian, TV and radio host, actor, writer and hedgehog from ITV's Masked Singer. Raising money for Children's Adventure Farm Trust. That's almost like an adventure playground, which is what this episode is supposed to be about. Do you want to hear the political joke, which I didn't get a chance to do earlier? Yes. It was when I was talking about when you go through doors, you forget things. And then you forgot to tell your political joke. Yeah, I forgot to tell my political <laughs> joke. Memory. Because as we all know, I record this on like a little handheld battery-powered mic, just jumping over a threshold constantly. So my thing was like, now that I've moved into a bigger house with more doors, I forget things more often. How do rich people get anything done? Because they all live in large mansions. And so they've got so many rooms. They must be walking through doors even more. How do they get anything done? And the answer is exploiting the poor. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not, not applauding, not applauding, exploiting the poor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck the poor. I'm Leslie Ewing Burge. <laughs> How did you get that secret audio of me? <laughs> Matthew Perry. We could get Chandler for only 829 pounds. It's hundred. That's twice the price of Ice Cube. I know. That's, you see, that's the most expensive one. That's Ice Cube and Chaka Khan put together. Hello. For, for fucking Chandler. What's it gonna be? Could I be any more expensive on Cameo? <laughs> <laughs> What's your best interaction with a celebrity? You go first. <laughs> Fine, I will. It's the rules of improv, right? Be like, not me. Yeah. <laughs> I went to a convention and met Brian Blessed, and he was just <gasps> sitting on a stool doing a complete running commentary on like people who were queuing up to meet him he was on proper form as brian blessed oh my god and he saw me and obviously i'm a goth <laughs> i was about 16 so i wasn't doing it quite as well although the pandemic hasn't done anything good for me he stopped you from being a goth for one <laughs> yeah so anyway i was looking like a little freak and <laughs> brian blessed pretended to fall off his stool while going, Oh, a vampire! Quick! Turn out the lights! And, like, <laughs> and then he was... Oh my God! And then he was like, 
careful the sun's coming out and then like trying to get them to close the curtains in the room that we were in and then he was like i'm only kidding you're gorgeous you're absolutely gorgeous and oh yeah and then oh no while he was like trying to get them to close the curtains he kind of hid me under his jacket <laughs> because I was, Holy shit. Sure it was so good and then literally he was just being like it was like really to meet you and then just like swiveled on his stool without having a break at all and just like greeted the next person but it was like the most personalized like thing with a celebrity it was the funnest line i've ever been in because you could just watch watch him him interact with other people who were all because it was a convention like a comic book convention they were all like costumed up and stuff and he just seemed to be having a whale of a time and that's that's what you want with those things yeah actually that is that has brought up what is potentially my best ever celebrity interaction actually which is also convention based or at least it's one of the stories i've told the most often so i was at a convention one time years ago with my friend lisa who definitely follows our Instagram for the podcast. So she might listen. Hello, Lisa. Hi. Yeah, so Lisa and I, we were there and we were dressed up. She was dressed, I was dressed up as the fourth doctor and she was dressed up as- Oh, I met him. Did you? At the same convention. Holy shit. Was he, yeah, I've been he, to one convention. No, yeah, I, I, few, I, <laughs> I oh, We haven't talked much about all the conventions we've been to. Future episode. <laughs> Convention memories. This is my best one, so never mind. So Lisa and I were there. I was dressed up as the fourth doctor. She was dressed up as Romana, who is the time lady companion. But there's an episode where, where Romana, she has a pink coat and then she has like a white or a cream colored scarf that's as long as the doctor's scarf. So the two of them have little matching outfits. And it's oh. And at this convention, and Henry Winkler was one of the people, <laughs> like the Fonz. Oh, <laughs> and Lisa really, really loved Happy Days. And then he was on Arrested Development, which we both liked. And you know, he just was an iconic person. And he, there was no reason for him to be at the convention. They were like, "This is our really special guest." I'm like, "This was an anime slash sci-fi slash like gaming slash like all these other conventions like all in one." The mm-hmm. one thing it did not have was miscellaneous tv shows from the 70s like there was no reason for him to be there but they got him and so he was there so we're in the queue and the queue was like wrapping around the desk and so we ended up in the queue being parallel to him and we were so giddy about it we were just quoting him on arrested development being like imagine if he said this (laughs) and just having the nicest time and just being so giddy that we were about to meet henry winkler and he turned to us because we were exactly parallel to his desk he turned to us and he was like great to see you ladies and we're like (gasps) (laughs) then we finally eventually got to the front of the queue and he looked at Lisa who's like quite a lot shorter than me and he's like aren't you a little cutie pie and then he looked at me and he went I like your hair which is a weird compliment because it was the one time I've ever dyed my hair brown which is my natural color <laughs> like I had bleached blonde hair but then I was gonna dress up as the doctor so I was like I have to uh, I have to have brown hair so I was like oh th- th- thanks and we sort of were we, we had a question that we were asking uh everyone that we met just because we wanted to have something to say to people and so we're like Mm -hmm. what's the most recent interesting dream you've had which weirdly fits into the theme of this episode actually yeah in a way so we're like what's the most recent interesting dream you've had and people had various answers we also met samwise Gamgee at that same convention (laughs) not him he's lovely he was really nice i met him at the convention i met everyone else i know he goes he goes to i wonder if he's on cameo (laughs) Fuck, he was so nice. He was so nice. And then he ended up being in Stranger Things. He's just he's just good. I think he's just solid. A little bit of Sean Astin in my life. (laughs) A little bit of Sean Astin by my side. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit of Sean Astin's what I need. Anyway. (laughs) 
So we asked Henry Winkler, what's the most recent interesting dream you've had? And he went, you know, I don't have many dreams, but when I do, that said I'm being chased. And we were like, oh no. <laughs> He's chasing the phones. <laughs> there, there was this... PSA from the 70s that like when the like peak Fonz times where Henry and Claire was the Fonz and it was for it was this thing called the honk and it was like this sort of thing is be like hey kids you know if that, if you're ever afraid you know don't scream no one listens to kids screaming here's what you do instead <laughs> oh my God. and then listener only the one because I love show and tell I showed Katie the video of which I was speaking, the honk. And I'm not going to play the full audio for you here, but here's a little sample. Just go look it up on YouTube. It's the best thing. It's a very funny name for a very serious self-defense tool. It's called the honk. So Lisa and I were absolutely obsessed with that because <laughs> obviously. Um, so when we when we met Henry Winkler, we're like, "Oh, can you do the honk for us?" And he was like, "The what?" <laughs> like, the honk, and he didn't remember it at all. So we had to describe it to him, <laughs> and and he was like, oh, "I'm gonna look that up later." <laughs> And that's only part one. There's so many parts to Henry Winkler's story. He was really friendly. We like laughed at the, con- but this was on the first day of the convention. I think it was a three day convention. So the second day, I think we didn't bother. And then on the third day, we were like, should we go, should we go see Henry Winkler again? Like, I'm sure he has a lot of people who want to meet him, but, and then we walked by the table he was at and there was the queue coming out from the table, but then he was just walking down the queue and talking to people. <laughs> That's defeating the purpose of the queue. Yeah. And so we're like, oh, fuck it, let's do this. And so bearing in mind, we'd been dressed as the fourth Doctor and Romana on the first day. On the third day, we were both wearing Joker makeup. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd asked us our names the first time that we met him. And so on this third day, he saw us in the queue as he was walking down. And he went, if it isn't my old friends, Leslie and Lisa. <laughs> he remembered our names. Oh, my God. And we were chatting to him about whatever. But at one point, he grabbed hold of my hand, but not my full hand. He just grabbed hold of three of my fingers. <laughs> and then he turned around to chat with someone else. He was still holding on to three of my fingers. And I was like, looking at Lisa, like, what do I do? <laughs> So that was that was all fine and funny and good. And then and then he ended up going back to his desk and we were already in the queue, so we just waited. And so we went up to we got up to him at his desk and um and he was just chatting to us. And then he went and then when we were like, Okay, well yeah, nice to see you, he kissed us both on our shoulders. I mean it's not the worst place an older celebrity no, could kiss you. That's but. true, but it was yeah, we were still a bit like, um, okay like uh we we thought it was really funny we were also like <laughs> okay let's not go see Henry and Claire again and then later on I think Lisa had gone to the panel that Sean Aston was doing but I had lost my full weekend convention pass so I'd actually had to buy another pass to get into it that day uh, which was annoying but because I didn't have the proper pass I couldn't go to panels and I think I could just hang out in the sort of like room that sold stuff and where where there were the meetings and stuff and so Lisa went to see Sean Aston talk and I was like okay I'll meet you after I, I went upstairs to where the panel was to to find her when it was over. And I was waiting for her, her to file out of it. And then I just, I was like looking toward the door and then I just felt a hand on my arm and I turned around and it was Henry Winkler. And he was like, good to see you, sweetheart. And I was like, you too. And he walked away. And that was my time with Henry Winkler. 
Wow. <laughs> he probably listens to the show. He seems obsessed with you. It's like in my mind, he'll always remember me. You know, that's what really matters. Yeah. You know, we're best friends with Henry Winkler, me and Lisa. So yeah, I think that was probably my best ever celebrity meeting of that sort. Bearing in mind that I have so many celebrities now that, so many, I have so many celebrities now that like, I just genuinely, they just know me as a person who works in the coffee shop. So they know me like as a real person of some sort, mm. which I mean, there's something to meeting people that you would probably have wanted to meet if you could otherwise, but just to be a normal part of their life rather than being like, hello. Please pay attention to me. So me and Ben have been re-watching a lot of horrible histories recently. It's great. We need to watch more with you, Leslie, because we showed you yes. like a couple of episodes and we had a little watch party. It was great. Yeah, I love what I've seen. And me and Ben have a very specific memory of... So in the opening credits, it goes through all of the different historical eras. And so it's basically, for people who haven't seen it, a historical sketch show made for children, but it's really, really funny. It's based on a series of like historical books by Michael Terry Deary, which we all read when we were kids. And this, it's the best comedy thing that's ever existed. It's <laughs> so good. And so it's that. And then the the, the like host in between different sketches is a, a rat called Ratters Ratters, who is the least funny part of it. And in the opening credits, it's like, and your host, a talking rat. But me and Ben both have a distinct memory of Stephen Fry taking over from hosting the rat and they just changed it to so the original one is gory stories we do that and your host a talking rat but they changed it from that to Stephen Fry with no other lyrical changes so it's like gory stories we do that and your host is Stephen Fry but the rest of it all rhymes yeah no I love that that. I love the the like clearly throw it in thing yeah but (laughs) We've we've watched all of them on Netflix that we can find. Have, I don't know if, the, if it's the new ones, which are done by a different cast than the original, and therefore I haven't watched, obviously. <laughs> oh, I remembered as well why I brought up Jonathan Frakes. Well, that was that was what did this. I know. Jonathan Frakes caused a, like I think about forty to an hour minute diversion in our yeah, recording. Tr- he truly did, which is what he does. And it wasn't even as, as as ever, as is always the case with these tangents. What I was going to say was not really that worth it but for, for the sake of completion. <laughs> Beyond Belief Factor Fiction, which I loved so much. So I have not many memories of that show apart from just in general. Just it was one. What, one of the best things was at the end of every single episode, the camera would zoom out and you'd see the actual TV set and Jonathan Frakes would fully walk off the TV set. So it'd be almost like, oh, anything could be artifice. Ooh, you know, like yeah. sort of vibes. But there's one thing, because there's like, uh, there's all those different things that that he'd say, like there's there's the original video, the like, do you, you know, do, have you ever visited the Chinatown section in a major city? Like that that one that we've we've all watched a million times, especially me. The other video that has where it's just like, not this time. And it's just Jonathan Frakes all the times when it is in fact fiction. Uh, he, there's someone made a montage of that and it didn't have and I think it was every single one it didn't have the one that I've been quoting for years and years and years which is like did this thing actually happen or were, were we just pulling your leg <laughs> <laughs> and so that was that was all I was ever gonna say but I really like the way it went <laughs> yeah fuck me also the the one beyond belief factor fiction segment I I remember but I did find out this is true because my friend Lisa the same one who was dressed as up as Romana that time one time when we were chatting, we ended up actually like, she ended up finding it on YouTube. 
<laughs> so there was one there was one story and it was like about this couple who'd just gotten married and then uh they woke up the day after their wedding and their two re- wedding rings had fused together just like the metal had the metal had fused together wow and <laughs> too horny they were fucking yeah, exactly just too much heat um <laughs> but they the two wedding rings had fused together and for some reason that stopped them from going on their honeymoon but their honeymoon was meant to be on the Hindenburg <laughs> so that's the only you can problem. just take them off surely. I know you'd think so but yeah for some reason they, they couldn't figure that out so Katie yes Leslie I was reading through some of the stuff that I've written over the last while and you know it's kind of it's sort of up and down like some of it genuinely makes me quite emotional and I'm like no this is meant to be comedy but I had one line that stuck out to me that I thought was really intriguing and it just said invent your own false memories (laughs) good because the ones I've got are too traumatizing for this podcast and all the ones that I have aren't actually false all the fucking weird memories I have are genuinely real You know, like the the time, the time my brother told me vampires are real, and then my parents made him move his bed into my room and protect me from the vampires. So that happened. <laughs> you know, the time a shark was between me and my parents uh, at a Florida beach, and we had to, we had to get around the shark to save ourselves, and there were people on the beach being like, "No, <laughs> this all actually happened." Something I thought could be fun to do is if we just sort of both just did that, if we just invented our own false memories. Yeah. Did I ever tell you about the time that I broke my arm and it was really sad? Oh, Just kidding! It never happened! I've never broken a bone! What? No! So, I have a, a false memory that I was in a clarinet exam doing my clarinets in the exam and I breathed in a bit too hard and swallowed the whole thing whole like a snake. Holy shit, Katie, did that happen? No! Did I ever tell you at the time that I went to Los Angeles and I saw a bunch of people and they were like dressed up as various pop culture things and I was like, oh, I don't know, this is a bit depressing. No, it didn't happen! (laughs) (laughs) Leslie do you remember the time when I got because I know a few people who write for kind of mainstream comedians and I uh, messaged them on Facebook and got Jason Lambert's contact details and I emailed him (gasps) oh my god you didn't tell me on the podcast and uh he's coming on about five minutes holy shit so do you remember that thing I told you about you needed to get prepared when Jason Lambert came on the podcast now is the time to roll that out because we've only got one shot at this Oh, God. oh no! Just kidding! <laughs> Relief and disappointment in equal measure. Oh, I'm so sad. I'm so happy. Katie, hi. Did I? I must have told you about this. This is this is like by far the coolest thing that's ever happened to me. Did I tell you about the time you met Katie? Mitchell. Yeah, but that actually happened. Oh. Or did it? <gasps> no, we've always known each other. We didn't need to meet each other. That's true. We were, yeah. we were we were born in, out of separate pods next to each other. Yeah. <laughs> Did I tell you about? And this is this was so fucking cool. Like you're you're gonna you're gonna be amazed. If I haven't told you this, I'll be shocked because this is like really the first thing I tell anyone because it's so cool that I'm just like, let me give you my credentials. Here they are. 
So one time my best friend Adal and I, we were just having a really normal day, but then we met someone and they had a time machine or they said they had a time machine. We were skeptical at first, of course, because you have to be right. Yeah. And so we were like, hmm, but we didn't have anything else to do. And like, you know, honestly, we didn't really have much like will to live at the time, you know, sometimes life is difficult. And so we were just like, yeah, "Yeah, sure. Like, let's go in your time machine, expecting it to be like, I don't know, like a shitty telephone booth. So we got in the time machine which was shaped nothing like a telephone booth, actually. It's hard to describe what it was shaped like, but wasn't like anything, like it wasn't like a police box. It wasn't like a car. It was just nothing, none of the time traveling devices that you've seen and things, you know? And so we got in there and- Submarine. Actually, you're, you're, you're not wrong. It's a bit submarine. Also, it was underwater. <laughs> anyway, so, so <laughs> submarine is a really good word for it, actually. We got in there and it worked. And we ended up going and seeing David Bowie do his last Ziggy Stardust show in 1973, which was always what Nadal and I said we were going to do if ever we get the chance to time travel. And so it's really nice. And if you watch Ziggy Stardust, the motion picture, the film version of that last show, if you look at the audience, you'll see us there. Oh, yeah. Did I not tell you about that? No, you didn't. That's so cool. It's because it didn't happen. Unfulfilled dreams. Unfulfilled dreams. <laughs> you know, all of this kind of delving into our like deep subconscious minds. I feel like I am slowly starting to remember the adventure playgrounds in Birmingham. Oh fuck, really? I think a little bit. Oh. You know what might help? What? I think if I sang a song, maybe that would help. Oh shit. Yeah, you do that. <laughs> The Adventure Playgrounds in Birmingham opened in the 1960s during the height of the Cold War. Used to train children as young as six in physical and mental warfare, relying heavily on unethical, non-consensual treatments with psychoactive drugs as an extension of the MK Ultra project happening in America. These are their stories. Remember the adventure playgrounds in Birmingham We were going down slides and having fun While chasing our friends away In Birmingham We get off the swings and we start swinging At your fucking face Remember how they stole our minds away singing that song has brought back some memories i guess they were just really like repressed but yeah that That happens dude i've got loads of them yeah fuck i I do remember the adventure playgrounds of room i know i thought i'd only 
I didn't think I'd ever, you know, because I only moved here when I was 26 years old. So I don't know how I went to the Adventure Playgrounds of Birmingham when I was a kid, but I think I did. My favorite thing about the Adventure Playgrounds in Birmingham was there was different tiers of kind of jumps you can do. Normally for those kind of things, like go ape or something, you'd have to be attached with multiple like ropes and carabiners. Yeah. But at the adventure playgrounds in Birmingham, there was none of that. And if you fell out of the tree, you just died and they buried you where you fell like um, oh. Robin Hood, except you are the arrow and the man. And I just think that really, it taught the children of Birmingham in the 1960s and 80s to really commit to, to things it really goes a long way to explain why this was buried so deep in our brains. Yeah, I saw a lot of death at a very young age. Yeah. I mean, it's made us the tough people we are today, so. <laughs> you know, good for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what I really remember liking about it? You know those things, they're not quite seesaws, but they're like seesaw adjacent, but they're more sort of spring-based. So there's like a big middle bit that someone can sit on. Then there's like two benches. There's a bench on either side. You know, you can fit probably two or three small children on each side of them. Yeah, you just kind of use your legs to kind of go back and forth like a seesaw. But it's like, it's a lot more of a spring mechanism. And I don't know what this says about me. But my favorite thing, because I was so much bigger and so much heavier than all the other kids, was to really put my weight on it and really bounce people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I remember that. That was really good. I remember on the climbing frame... There was a platform where you could access the pole to go down. But instead of doing that, we just ripped branches off the conifer trees nearby and just wove them into all of the bars. So it just created an area which was completely dark and black because we got conifer bark just all around it, all over, containing it. And you could only go in if you were cool. And so I helped make it. But when it was done, the popular kids wouldn't let me inside. Oh, (laughs) That's, that's so childhood, isn't it? I was talking to my, my boss about my childhood yesterday and my revolving cast of friends who then abandoned me. And she was like, fuck me, it's miserable. And I was like, yeah. Speaking of which, I remember being at the Adventure Playgrounds in Birmingham and hanging out with my, my, my best friend at the time, Trisha, who thought she was an alien. And, you know, I was supportive. Yeah. Maybe she was. Can't say she wasn't, inclusively. Unless you've done the autopsy, you can't say one way or the other. Exactly, yeah. So, I mean, you know, let's just assume she was. And I remember being on the adventure playground in Birmingham with her and then her pulling me aside into one of the big, long, sort of like fieldy bits. Do you remember those? Just the bits that were just field. Yeah. It was quite big, the Adventure Playground in Birmingham. And she pulled me aside and she told me that we couldn't be friends anymore because I, her parents said I was a bad influence on her. Oh. Yeah. That's a classic Birmingham memory. Yeah, Adventure Playgrounds. She said it with a Brummy accent. <laughs> my favorite member of the, um, my favorite member, my favorite remember, my favorite remembering. <laughs> I'm so tired. I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. Um, remembering is much better than memory. My favorite remembering of the, <laughs> of the Adventure Playgrounds in Birmingham was awakening from a hundred years of slumber in a kind of wet ancient machine and then I come (laughs) out to find that all of my friends died in a big battle a hundred years ago but the princess Zelda is still keeping Ganon's forces at at bay but her influence is slowly fading so I have to go on this large quest in a beautiful open world on the Nintendo Switch to go and kind of restore 
the power of the divine beast and kill things. And it's the most beautiful game that I think I've ever played in the adventure playgrounds of Birmingham when I was six years old in the 1960s to the 1980s. <laughs> and it's a really, it's a really fond memory for me. I think one of my favorite memories of the adventure playgrounds in Birmingham was making a map of an underground house on the surface of the ground, like in the soil of where we were going to make our underground house. So we'd have like a living room and then like different cool rooms filled with cool things. Then once we planned it out, we just started digging and we'd never build an underground house. We'd make it a, a hole of maximum six inches to a foot deep and then get bored and do something else. One of my favorite memories of the Adventure Playgrounds in Birmingham is one time in winter when it was really, really cold, like unseasonably cold for Birmingham, like un- unclimatally cold from, for Birmingham. Like, you know, the UK doesn't get nearly as cold as Canada, where I thought I grew up, but <laughs> it, it was really cold. And I did the thing that people only do in movies and stuck my tongue to a pole and I got stuck. And the teachers are like, no, don't move. We're going to go get some hot water. There were teachers at the playground for some reason. You know, they just, we could tell they were teachers as well. They weren't our teachers, but we could just see because they were like wearing like, what are those called? Oh, the the, the funny little mortarboards. Yeah. Mortarboards, yeah. So they, so they were wearing, they were wearing the funny little mortarboards and the holding apples. So we're like, that's a teacher right there. And so the teacher came up to me, apple in one hand, the little tassel hanging off the correct side to say they'd graduated. Yeah. And went, I'm going to go get some hot water. Don't move. But I was impatient. And so I... I moved. I removed my tongue from the pole. But then every time I visited the Adventure Playground in Birmingham for the rest of my childhood, I could just see this tiny bit of my tongue still on that pole. Oh my God, that's horrific. I blame it partially for the fact that I have a little bit of a lisp, which I didn't realize until I was in college. And one of my teachers told me and made me more insecure when I was like 18 years old. Love that. Yeah. And he had a huge lisp. <laughs> and he was like, here's how you fix yours. And I'm like, no, you, you are not the authority on this. I remember that there was like a skateboarding oh, ring, yeah, but it was filled with water because they thought that skateboarders were a bad influence. Um, and so they made it into a really shit pond and ducks would get trapped in it. Like they couldn't waddle out of it properly and rats drowned in there all the time. So it was just like this filled in skate park with drowned rats in, and yeah. like algae. It was bad. I remember that as well. It was really bad, but I also remember like when it was a really hot summer's day, sometimes you just couldn't resist the urge for, to go for a little dip, even though there was like a little proper like ground inbuilt paddling pool, like just near it. But that was filled with people. And so it was like, but I just yeah. want to go for a swim on my own. So you go in there and you just absolutely get covered in algae and you'd swim by dead rats and it would be really quite bleak, but like refreshing in a way. That's Birmingham. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck. Katie, I, do you remember the swings there? Oh, yeah, I think I do. Yeah, they were like, they were like, they were good ones. Like, I, I sort of have a thing where I get a little bit sick on swings, but I don't remember ever feeling sick on those ones. And it was like, yeah. really nice. There was like ni- a nice sort of sand pit there, but it didn't, I don't know, I, I was a kid. So I guess I did, it didn't occur to me that it could be gross. Like, it was just nice. The sand always seemed really nice. It was always like warm yeah. on the feet as well. Like, it was really, really nice. And I remember... I had a friend. I had a friend who I'd always sit on the swing sets with and we would swing and we would swing. Yeah. Katie, did you use that swing set very often? All the time, whatever chance I could get. I should have recognized your naturally green hair. I should have suspected something when there was that goth child on the swing set next to me. Oh my God, it's, it's you. It's you. <gasps> 
thank, thank you, you for listening, listening to, to a fun, fun time, time with katie, katie and leslie for some more of that epic katie mitchell content that's me that's she you can follow me on twitter at katie zoe mitch on instagram at katie zoe mitchell on tiktok at username.hamster should probably change that to my name at some point <laughs> but <laughs> and then on twitch i'm kater mitch that's k-a-t-e-r mitch where i'm going to be streaming multiple games which i love and my main series which is going to be recreating my stand-up comedy career in base game skyrim however that way it may work and i'm not sure if it will but we're gonna have a lot of fun and yay we'd love to see you there and if you want to find me on social media, me and Leslie, this one, um, you can find me on both Twitter and Instagram at Rainbow Ziggy. And on Facebook, you can either search for Leslie Ewing Burgess, but it is more complicated to spell than you might think. There are three hurdles there. <laughs> it, it has been absolutely butchered in the past. Um, or you can just go to Facebook.com slash Boobsly or Boobsly if you choose to read it that way. And if you'd like to find the podcast on social media, which please do, please like, like please and follow do. us ever. Like, please, please, please. Leave us a nice review and all of the Oh stuff. my God. Also, yeah, like subscribe, rate us. Yeah, like do all those things. Please just tell everyone who might like us. Send us a little message going. <laughs> exactly. Get in touch with the things that you enjoy because genuinely you might go, oh, but they've got thousands of listeners. They don't need the validation, but we always need the validation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, it's nice to not be screaming into the void, although we also enjoy that as an activity. Yeah. Yes. Um, so where can they find us on Instagram, Katie? At Katie and Leslie. And on Facebook, you can find us at facebook.com slash Katie and Leslie. Uh, or you can search for a fun time with Katie and Leslie. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> a jungle, James. Um, Thank so. you. <laughs> Only my full name is James. James Catherine Mitchell. James. <laughs> I'm not so, Catherine. So there I'm was whatever. Sorry. I know. I was like, are Just you the listeners? No. <laughs> no, I, I didn't think you were. I thought Fuck you were. No, dude. Could never be me. <laughs> Ew. No, that's Catherine. I, I sort of wish that Leslie was short for something. <laughs> what? Short for less. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So. <laughs> You can think about what you've done and come back to me later with a better, <laughs> better joke later, Katie. So <laughs> we, we run a tight ship here at A Fun Time with Katie and Leslie, the podcast. So I... Um, short for less. Yeah, short for... Well,